Welcome to Let's Undress the Podcast with Millie May. Let's Undress is a podcast that covers all taboo topics. It's also a platform and place for women to come of all ages and feel confident, vulnerable, and empowered. So get ready to raise your vibration and join us on this fucking amazing journey. beautiful women and welcome back to Let's Undress with Millie May. I wanted to jump on today before we get into the podcast and introduce this fucking phenomenal guest and I know I say this every single time and I've had some incredible women on this podcast and there is yet to be so many more amazing women but this person that's coming on today is someone that is my own expander in my spiritual realm, in my spiritual journey And she's someone that I have followed for a long time on my personal Instagram account. And I think she was divinely gifted to me from my guides. She was placed in my life. I saw her on Instagram at a time when I really needed some guidance and I really needed to be okay with being vulnerable and working through shadow. And it's just like she popped up at the right time. She makes you feel so empowered and so strong and powerful. Like you could achieve absolutely fucking anything and that's something that really drew me into her and something that really made me feel connected to her divinely and it's just honestly it's been such an honor talking to her when I started this podcast I knew she was someone that I eventually wanted to reach out to and I finally grew my lady balls and I reached out to her and of course I knew she would be she was so happy and so honored to come on come on my podcast and She was so happy and so honored to come on my podcast and that makes me so fucking excited. Her name is Miss C on Instagram or also known as Missy Mitchell and she is a mystic coach and she is a soul and self-development coach and she is someone who is so passionate about shadow work and for you who don't know about shadow work or what it is, we're going to get into that in the episode but I believe it's the most powerful form of spiritual development and self-development and growth. And it really is the pinnacle point of change in life. And I'm so excited for this podcast episode. I know you guys are going to absolutely love it. I'm so grateful and I'm so honored and I'm just so excited. If you can't already tell by my goddamn energy, I am seriously off the charts today. I'm off the fucking charts. So Without further ado, let's get the fuck into it because I am so excited. So hello, beautiful girl. Welcome to Let's Undress. Hi, Angel. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. No, thank you so, so much. I'm so excited to have you on. It is going to be the most amazing conversation. Yeah, I think I feel like it's going to be good already. Yeah, the energy is good. The energetics are good. So before we jump in, I obviously know you so well, and I know a lot of my followers already follow you, but please tell us who you are, what you do, and kind of like your energy behind, you know, your Instagram and who you are. Yeah, beautiful. So for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Missy Mitchell. I am a modern mystic and intuitive channel. And basically I use my platform and my business to teach other women and men 
um, how to really step into their light and how to step into a connection with their soul and how to overcome their shadow and how to basically live a life full of spiritual connection and living the life of their desires. So yeah, that's in a nutshell what I do. In a nutshell, it's like, that's like a tiny little bit, but (laughs) so I love this so much. And I think from following you and kind of connecting to you on social media, you're so vulnerable. And that's what I believe is the best portal for change and transformation in this world. Because if people can't see that someone else has already done it or been there or been through that, they can't then relate to what they can manifest in and what they can create in their life. So can we kind of talk about your journey so far and kind of how you started in this realm and what your triggers were and what your kind of first memories of it were? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love what you say, you know, we have to be vulnerable in order to Mm. really share with other people what the process is like. I think it's so easy to follow these accounts on Instagram and, you know, wherever you see these people and think that they have this perfect life and that it's just come really easy. And without us being vulnerable and really sharing the journey of what it took to get us there, I think it can be very misconstrued and really disheartening for a lot of people as well. And I think when people are vulnerable, it expands others to really step outside their box and to really um, expand the way that they think and how they view themselves and to see that you really can, you know, create your life and co-create with the universe. Um, so yeah, yes, I, I just wanted to touch on that because I love, yeah. love that you mentioned that. Yes. Um, but with my journey, I mean, as a child, I've, I've always been spiritual and as a child, it was very, very strong. And I have memories of that. And I feel like as most of us do, as we grow up, as we go to school, especially during high school, we kind of dim ourselves down in order to fit in, especially when we are highly um, intuitive and, you know, sensitive beings. We really pick up on other people's energy and we can really struggle to fit in. And so we often mold ourselves to be what society expects us to kind of be and what our peers expect us to be. And so I feel like that's a journey that many can relate to. And for me, you know, anxiety and depression was always in the back of my kind of existence as well, like from a very young age. Sorry to interrupt you talking. No, no, no. Do you think your anxiety and depression came from like dimming our intuitive side and dimming that connection and that ego forming? Is that kind of where it came from with you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that you asked that because, you know, as I've now kind of healed and reflected and can look back on my journey, every time where my anxiety and my depression had really peaked, it was because I was so out of alignment with my true self. I was so out of touch with my soul and my higher self with what I was doing, how I was acting, how I was behaving. And, you know, that, that disconnect, it, it really manifests in things like anxiety, depression, um, addiction, all of the above. And for me, the, my belief is that in this human incarnation, in this human lifetime, our soul has signed a contract before we've entered it. And life is about figuring out what we signed in that contract. And so when we aren't in line with our soul purpose, when we aren't even, you know, trying to search for our soul purpose, that's where we feel really misaligned and where we, we feel disconnected. Um, so a hundred percent, yes, that's what I truly believe, you know, that's where I believe my anxiety and depression stems from. And even now, if I get anxious, I really sit down and I'm like, okay, where, where am I feeling disconnected from my soul? What is in my life right now that 
isn't aligning with who I want to be, that isn't aligned with my highest self. And that really allows me to kind of zoom out and look at it with a different perspective rather than being stuck in that anxiety. And I can see what I need to work through, what I need to shift, what I need to change in order to get back into that state of alignment and back into that connection. Yes. I feel that so strongly. Like I think even I I haven't got a history as bad, but I definitely have a history with anxiety and I've done a bit of work around it recently. And I had a download a few days ago where I was like, oh my God, every time I step into this anxious controlling state, it's because somewhere I'm not in alignment and I'm feeling really not connected to my intuition. I'm not listening to my signs. And I, and it sounds like such a small download, but I think as you're still learning on your spiritual path, I was like, oh my God, this all makes sense now. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think the thing that gets us as well, and you know, one thing that I want to say is that we're always connected to our soul. It's always there. It's not like we split away from our soul and we're two separate entities. You know, it's always there. It's just the human mind and the conditioning that kind of gets in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that you are always connected, you've just kind of got to, you know, find the path back to it and find that connection back to it. I think that's a really important distinction because one thing that I've noticed when speaking to people and when speaking to clients specifically is that, um, you know, when you say you're not aligned with your soul, which I, which I say, it can make people feel like they, they don't have that connection when in fact, it's always there. Just part of the process and part of the work is like uncovering the layers of shit basically i hope i can swear yeah of um, course go for it that, okay cool i have the worst potty mouth so that's <laughs> so amazing. do i so do i my mom my mom's always like millie stop swearing i was like look mom it's my podcast not yours it's time to just back off yeah mine's exactly the same so funny but yeah it's about uncovering those layers and moving through those layers in order just to you know find that within again and knowing that it's always there for you to find but you know, sometimes there's going to be a little bit of work for you to feel that on a visceral level. Yeah. I love Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So important to distinguish, I think. And yeah, like I said, I love that you, you know, you ask that question of, you know, when, when you don't feel like you're connected to your soul, it's because we're not in alignment with our purpose. We're not in alignment with who we truly are. And when, you know, anxiety, depression, all of the above manifests, that's our sign. And that's our signal to check in with ourselves and be like, what am I doing right now that doesn't feel right for my higher self? And what is it right now that isn't serving me? And that can be really, really hard in the moment. I mean, speaking from experience, you know, I've had really severe anxiety and depression for those of you who don't know my story. um, As I said, this is something that I had always struggled with. And when I finished high school, it got so severe that I tried to take my own life And, you know, I went through this whole process of moving and changing my life, thinking that was going to make it better. And then a few years ago, I went through, I call them my magic darks, Mm -hmm. um, because although they were the darkest periods of my life, that was where the magic happened because it enabled me to find that connection with soul again and to find what I wanted to do with my soul purpose and remember that contract that I signed before entering this human life and, you know, our pain is our power. And when you discover that and when you work through that and when you truly uncover your own shadow and your own limiting beliefs and you go through the process of learning yourself and learning your soul, that is truly where the magic happens. Um, So that's a bit of my story and kind of how I led to where I am now, you know, after that magic dark that I, the most previous one that I mentioned, which was a few years ago now, Um, I really discovered like, this is how I want to help people. And it really opened up 
my intuitive channel pathways again. It opened my eyes up to the world of spirituality again and, you know, the psychic gifts that I've got, which I believe we all have. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my journey and that's how I got to where I am today. I absolutely love that. And I think there's so much in that, like what you just said about, you know, you never are disconnected from yourself. Like that is such a powerful thing that I won't forget now. Cause I feel like it is so easy to identify as oh, I'm just not feeling connected today or I'm not in alignment today. And then you kind of lose that as a whole connection with body, mind and soul. And I kind of feel like you can be thrown off so easy. And it's like, you can't really, I feel like sometimes you can't really get it back. Like some days I'll have days where I'm like, I'm just all over the place and I can't get it back. And I'm always like, oh, I'm just not aligned today. So it's really interesting you say that because now I'm going to pull myself up and be like, no, 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 you're still aligned. You just need to just, you know, get it back together a little bit. Yeah. You've just got to find that connection again. And, you know, we're we're human. We are here to have that human experience. So we're not going to be these soulful, loving, incredible, compassionate beings all the time, because that's not the point of why we're here. The point is to go through all of the human bullshit that we have to experience in order to learn and grow. So it's just remembering that. And, you know, it's funny when we are having a day where we feel quote unquote unaligned or disconnected mm-hmm. they're often the times where we want to connect the most yes they um, always and so are. yeah yeah and we feel like it's just out of our grasp but just doing something as simple as you know going and standing outside with no distractions no music not listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and just simply like sitting in your stillness which is really confronting for a lot of people if they haven't done that before it allows us to even just feel a simple connection to the earth and yeah. you know from there i often find that that kind of spirals into this beautiful reconnection with our soul and with spirit and you begin to notice you know just the small things and so just a a simple practice like grounding is so incredible for that but just remembering that you are always connected it's always there just sometimes our human mind gets in the way a little bit for sure for sure that is like the most powerful thing and I think for every I always say um, whenever people message me and say how can I get started or what are some little steps I can take I always always just recommend just grounding, no music, sit. Even if you can't sit outside in the ground, like sit on the floor, imagine your spine going into the ground. Like I always try to do that because I think some days we're so used to, you know, we're always listening to music in the car or we're always, I've got a podcast in my ear and you know, you're at the beach, but you can't actually hear the waves. And that was something that I really integrated into my practice when I started really kind of getting my own gifts. And I was like, okay, I need to stop with all like the audio in my ears like all the time I need to listen to what spirit guides you know earth is trying to tell me so I found Mm. that the most important thing for me and just not always having something so sensory going on which is taking away from everything I could be receiving yeah a hundred percent and I think sometimes people get you know, we're, we're so overstimulated constantly. Yeah. As soon as we wake up, most people are straight on their phone, straight on social media. We're constantly mm-hmm. being bombarded with messaging and stimulation. And I know that prior to getting into these practices, like I had never gone on a walk, like, you know, a relaxing walk without yeah. listening to music or a podcast. And I said that to my partner and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, I can't do it. Like, what would I, what would I think about? And he was yeah. like, uh, just be with yourself like and it's such a confronting thing thing, though isn't it because yeah I don't want to do that that's that's all yeah yeah a hundred percent and so I think sometimes when people start these journeys and you know often my answer will be ground yourself meditate Mm -hmm. write out your gratitude affirmations whatever it is they're such simple practices but they are honestly so transformational like it's often the most simple things that will help us find that connection again and you know I think sometimes when people go through their spiritual awakening they're looking for like this magic 
exercise that's just yes. going to instantly transport them to this state of like spiritual bliss. I'm like, it doesn't exist. You've got to do the work to get there. You've, yeah. you've got so much conditioning in your human mind and you have been so overstimulated that of course you're feeling disconnected. So you've just got to get quiet. That's yeah. as simple as it is. You know, that's what those practices are there for. Yeah. I was saying this the other day, actually, this just um, popped into my mind. I was thinking the other day, I was like, sometimes I think with spirituality and correct me if you don't think I'm right, but sometimes it's overcomplicated. Like sometimes I feel like there's so much out there. We follow so many people and every single person has their own spiritual practice and that's beautiful. But I feel like sometimes we overcomplicate everything. Like there's 300 different ways you can journal. There's 300 different ways you can meditate. Like everyone just needs to settle down and bring it back to just literally the absolute basics. Cause you don't even need much to reconnect. And I think it's, you know, do this or do this. And then you go on Instagram and you go on TikTok, and then it's something else. And before we know it, it'll be another platform where 300 different people are telling you 300 different things. And sometimes it's just so overwhelming. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm so glad you brought this up because this is something that I'm really passionate about. And mm. you will rarely see me doing like a teaching on a how to, how to do something Yes, because my firm belief is bring it back to you, bring it back to your intuition, bring it back to what feels right. The beautiful thing about spirituality is it's, it's not like a fixed religion where there are rules and regulations and all of these things that you have to follow. Yeah. It's spirituality is whatever it means to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, while there are things like tarot cards, which yes, have specific meanings, you can still bring your own interpretation to that. You don't have to stick to the book with spirituality. That's the amazing thing about it. Mm -hmm. You can interpret things however you want, as long as it's, you know, coming from a state of intuition and coming from that state of empowerment. Yeah. You can really use all of the spiritual tools, all of the mystical tools for however they serve you. It doesn't matter if someone's telling you that you have to read your Oracle cards and this specific spread for them. to be accurate like no that's bullshit you can read them however you want like that shit (laughs) just let your intuition oh it honestly like yeah even I um because I read tarot on the side but the way I read it is so different like I say to the girls that I read I'll read you before you're on and then I'll tell you the energy I'm getting and then we can talk through it it's not I'm not going to read you and then tell you what your future's going to hold I'm not going to tell you that some you know king of cups is going to pop up at your front door i'm not going to tell you that because what if tomorrow that doesn't happen and then you're going to be obsessed with that idea and then the whole point of like i believe the whole point of tarot and the whole point of guiding and being vulnerable with others is to give them a sense of you know they can achieve that too not that you know that's going to happen they have to do things in the interim for that to come in you have to take action shit's not going to just come to you Yeah. I feel like we're so used to an easy fix that we Mm -hmm. expect everything to be like that. And, you know, we're, you know, we live in this world of instant gratification and true fulfillment doesn't come from instant gratification. It comes from doing the work and, you know, yes, spirituality and spiritual tools are extremely fun. Like they're so much fun, but they're a tool for self-discovery and that's where Mm -hmm. it stops. They're for self-discovery. They're not here to tell you your future. They're not here to tell you what to do. You are a sovereign being who has free will Yes, you can receive messages from spirit and from your soul, but they will always be guiding you. So, you know, one thing that really gets me is that if you ever have a session with a psychic, a tarot reader, any of the above, an astrologer, and they're telling you what your future is, that is so disempowering. And I would really question their motives behind that because anyone who is truly here to serve you will be 
asking you to seek those answers within. Yes, they can prompt you and yes, they can guide you on your own self-discovery journey, but they won't be giving you all of the answers. You've, you've got to do that work and you've got to turn within to find that connection um, with soul and spirit. So yeah, if, if anyone listening is at the beginning of their spiritual journey, that is probably the one piece of advice that I think is really important is to follow what feels right for you and remember to that any form of spirituality and you know readings that you have it's always you should always leave feeling empowered and not leave feeling like you've been put in a box yeah basically yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think i wanted to get into this too because obviously i you you show your amazing gifts on your instagram and i actually came across i came across you ages ago but one of the main ones that really got me was probably about two months ago i want to say you did a channeling igtv where it was super impromptu, you just got on. And for me, it was something that really, I had never seen it before. And I have recently just got into this new, I, I read tarot and I, I'm, I'm super intuitive, but I've only recently just started having a few psychic abilities show up. And I think for me, I was like, oh my God, what's going on? So I would love to know how you kind of first got into that realm and were you terrified? What kind of happened? Or did it just feel normal? And Tell me all about it. I'm being selfish because I want to know because I want to learn. No, no, of course. It's I'm being selfish too because I love talking about yeah. this. It's like <laughs> one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. Um, but as I said, uh, like from a very young age, I have been very open and I feel like I'm very lucky in that regard that my mom has always been very open. You know, she's told me stories of things that I've said when I was younger, which we can wow. totally get into after if yes. you like. Um, and so I feel like I've always been very open to you know, the realm of spirituality. And it was so funny because I feel like when people want to learn how to unlock their intuitive gifts, they expect like this step-by-step kind of process. And yes, there's certain things that you can do um, to help you along that way. But for me, it happened so spontaneously that it would be impossible to teach to someone. Um, So during my magic dark, I was really getting into yoga and meditation and breath work and just mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget it. I was doing meditation on a particular day and keeping in mind that at this point I had such severe anxiety that my body was in such a state of fight or flight constantly. Like I was getting um, aches and pains from my muscles constantly being clenched. Like I had jaw pain. I was getting headaches. Like I literally hadn't relaxed for months. Mm. And I went into this meditation and all of a sudden this voice said to me like, dear one, it's okay. All is well. You are safe. You are calm. And this sense of relief, just like I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. I was just about to say that. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just had this feeling like this visceral feeling of release just wash over my body. And it was so incredible. And obviously I have never called myself D1 in my life. Um, And I just knew that this voice was coming from, you know, a being and it was, it turned out there was Archangel Michael who was coming through. And since then um, I channel him when I am, you know, feeling a little bit anxious or out of sorts, he comes through during my meditations. But from there, that just really unlocked this ability. And it started off with me playing around with Oracle cards and kind of, you know, using the messages that were coming through from them. So I would look at the cards and I wouldn't use the guidebook. I would just yeah. say what whatever was coming up. Mm-hmm. And then eventually got to a point where I started channeling for myself and I started receiving these downloads. And 
from there, I was like, I want to do this for other people. And, you know, throughout this whole process, spirit was saying like, this is what you're supposed to do. Like do this. You're meant to do this with other people. And, you know, I receive visions, I receive downloads, I hear voices and I just took a chance and I was like, I'm going to start doing this for people. Yeah. And I was, it felt normal for me, but I was also still very blown away with what was coming through during these sessions. And it took me a while to really step into that because I was like, like, who am I to do this? Like, yeah. I've only just unlocked Imposter this syndrome kind of thing. Man. Yeah, it's so gone. strong. Yeah. Really strong. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel you right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's something and it's something that we all um, struggle with. And still to this day, like every time I launch something new, I still struggle with imposter syndrome. Yeah. I feel like it's something that's ongoing. Just you learn the tools to recognize that and step into who you are who you're truly here to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I started channeling. And from there it just grew and the intuitive gift just, you know, strengthened and deepened. And I began channeling other beings and goddesses and other angels and all of the above. And I just want to say something here as well is that everyone is capable of doing this in their own way. It's not, you know, I'm not special because I can do this. Everyone can do this. It's just a matter of unlocking that. And I truly believe that I had gotten to such a state of that magic dark where my body was like, I'm like, this is enough. Like I need some relief that they just came through during that spiritual awakening process, which is what you hear for a lot of people. You know, you get broken down to such a raw state that you almost have no chance, but to rekindle that connection. Yeah. Yeah. And to feel that connection again and to start receiving these downloads Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how my gifts came through. But as I said, I'd kind of always been open to this. And so it wasn't anything that was scary for me Yeah, and I've never experienced any bad entities or beings. I have very clear boundaries around that. And just the fact that I just say like, I I don't, I'm not available for you. Like I'm only available for beings of the highest good, highest light for my soul, for others. And so I've never had any bad experiences, even when I was younger, um, you know, the experiences that I had weren't, weren't bad. So yeah. yeah never had any kind of those negative ones. No, no, no. Cause no. I love that. Cause I, I have always, I guess my story is a bit different to yours. Like my mum and dad, they're not against it in any, by any means, but they're not overly spiritual. I think, I think my mum thinks I'm having a midlife crisis at the moment. She's actually quite worried about me. Um, but <laughs> I just started reading tarot and I was like you, I never really looked at the handbook. Like every now and again, I would have a look, but I never looked at it. And then things just started to be so on point. I was like, this is getting a bit weird. And then only recently, probably I want to say the last month and a half when I moved into my own place, I got my own apartment. And I feel like because I've stepped into my own environment where no one else can enter unless I let them in and I can cleanse and it's so me. I've started just having the weirdest experience with my tarot readings, like, like seeing people's grandpas and like, you know, knowing people are pregnant and like all these strange not strange it's incredible like but I think I'm more blown away at myself I'm like did I is that what's going on and then I'm like wow okay so it's like that I feel overwhelming excitement because I'm like I know that there's so much more I can tap into and I just Mm. think like what would your biggest advice be would you would it be meditation that's the biggest thing to kind of connect to those higher guides more 
Yeah. I mean, for me, it is meditation, but I know that a lot of people struggle with meditating. So finding the own way that you find your own stillness, like whether it's like we said, grounding, some people it's through dancing, singing, you know, whatever your modality is where you allow yourself to get quiet and where you have no distractions. And when you feel connected, yeah, I would continue to do that for me. Like I said, it is, it is meditation. The other thing as well is to trust yourself, trust what is coming through because the biggest misconception perception is that you know these messages are going to sound like a totally different voice you know when when that messaging came through from art art angle oh i can never get that out (laughs) from angel michael Michael. (laughs) yeah i always struggle with it it wasn't in a man's voice Mm. yes the languaging was different but it sounded like me yeah but i knew that it wasn't because of the visceral reaction that i had to it and the language that he was using like i said i've never called myself dear one in my life nor would i it's not the kind of languaging that i use and you've got to trust that because so many people would brush that off as their imagination oh it's just me talking to myself it's just blah, blah 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 no that is your spirit guide speaking to you i've got a really good friend and she's like i can't channel i can't do it like i'm just not intuitive And then she'll message me and be like, oh, somebody was asking me about this and I just wrote this out and I don't know where it came from. I'm like, that's channeling, babe. Like that's you channeling. That's that's what it is. Like you've got to trust that. You've got to understand that that is spirit coming through you. So for for other people, it might be through writing. Mm -hmm. It might be through speaking. It might be through the visuals that you get. might be through feeling energy. Everyone's, like I said, is going to receive these gifts in a different way. Mm -hmm. So you to learn to trust that and to step into that and to really you know allow yourself to explore that on a deeper level yeah and I think it's all like it sounds gay to say consistency but I guess it's like anything you have to practice to become more clear to become more aware that that way you can pick up on it I found just myself the more that I do it and the more that I am I'm not the best meditator but I'm definitely getting better at it and I found that now so I used to use those guided meditations on YouTube but I found now if I just lay there and try to do silent meditation, it's way more connective for me because there's nothing in my ears kind of blocking that. I'm like, oh, you know, my voice goes here, my voice goes there. Whereas if it's just silent, I can just kind of pick up on it a bit more and I can connect to it a bit more. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I can't stand listening to guided meditations. They just annoy me more than anything. Which is And especially not if it's a bad meditation. voice, like it's not a vibe if it's a bad yeah. voice. Yeah. For me, if I listen to a guided one, like it's got to be perfect voice. They've got to say the perfect thing. It's got to be a perfect setting. It's just like impossible to find. Yeah. And I just listen to binaural beats. Like I find that the most incredible thing because they target your brainwaves. So there's like a little bit of science behind it for those that are skeptical. Binaural uh, beats. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 So there's all different forms, um, but they, they really bring your body into a different state of mind. And that's just what I listen to. And I just allow myself to focus on my third eye and just see where I go and what I download. Um, and yeah, I like that what you say about consistency, because so many people do say like, I can't meditate. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can, you can. You've just got to like work on it. And it may not be like this life-changing practice at first. And it may never be, you know, you might have another, another modality in which you yeah. use to reach that state, but yeah you know, I started off just listening to the Headspace app before I was into spirituality. Like I just listened to five minute, um, like mindful ones on there. And then from there it grew into now I can sit down for like 30 minutes and just listen to the binaural beats and just, you know, go off into my soul, into other dimensions. So yeah, it's consistency. You've just got to work on it like anything. 100%. I think it's like one of the most powerful things. And I think, you know, 
we all have like expanders in this world and you're definitely like a spiritual expander of mine. And I feel like it's because you are so open with it. A lot of the time, like, I don't know if you found this too, but a lot of the time you follow people online and they don't ever want to kind of talk about it. They just kind of have their gifts and their gifts. It's like, they're kind of like a hierarchy. Whereas I kind of feel like I'm like, oh, and I find that really hard to connect. Whereas I feel like when you talk, it's just like you're offering your guidance around this kind of topic and, you know, you can either do it. And if you don't do it either way, it's not a big deal. It's your choice today. Yeah. First of all, thank you. That means That's a lot okay. that I'm an expander for you. Yeah, I love um, it. And yeah, I agree. I feel like there's a very fine line in spirituality of offering guidance and being a being of mentorship and guidance for others. And then, yeah. you know, like you said, there is that spiritual hierarchy mm-hmm. and it is something that I've seen and I choose to just kind of disengage from that. But yeah. if you have the ability to help others, it's selfish not to. Honestly, that is like end of story. It is selfish not to help others. If you have, you know, a gift or a story or whatever it is that you can share with people. And that is why I'm so open because, you know, at first it was terrifying. I'm like, who's going to care? Like, who's going to care hearing about my story? Like who is actually going to care hearing about this? And then you start receiving this feedback from people that still to this day blows my mind that I've actually impacted people's lives. Like that blows my mind. And just hearing that, that, that is enough to continue with it until eventually you begin to reach more people and it grows and, you know, you evolve and it's so important to use your purpose to be of service. That's ultimately what we're here. You know, if anyone is looking for their purpose in life or for their sole purpose, it's to be of service. You've just got to find the modality in which you do it. Yeah. Because ultimately that, that is why we're here. We're here to serve other people and ourselves, but ultimately other people. And yeah, I find it really hard and I, it, there's a fine balance, you know, and you've got to see where everyone's coming from and look at their own journey of mm. where they've gotten to where they are. But like I said, spirituality is what you make it and what it 100%. feels for you. And it, yeah. as long as it's empowering for you, then go with that. But yeah, I feel like there should never be this feeling of hierarchy. And if you're yeah. feeling that, then just unfollow that person because they're yeah. obviously not aligning with you. You know, their message isn't meant to be received at mm. that time or they're just, they're just not your person, which is fine. Just because you're spiritual doesn't mean that you have to follow every single spiritual person. No. You have to take I on everything better, that they say. I think it's better that you follow, like I only follow probably two or three people that I super connect with on that spiritual kind of channeling level. Cause I feel like not everyone's going to relate to you and that's totally fine. And I think about me, I'm like, not everyone's going to relate and like me and that's totally fine. And it's about having that ability. And I think I use the word expander a lot. Cause I think that's such a powerful word. Like, you know, you can look up to someone and be inspired by them, but they should empower you to know that you can, you can achieve that. You can do that. So you're looking mm-hmm. up to them as in one day you'll live, you'll, you will live a kind of life around that and you will have those kind of values and those kind of connections. And I think it gets really messy and lost with young people these days where they're trying to, you know, be someone instead of being just inspired and guided by that person. Yeah. That's such an important distinction. So I love that you've said that it is expanders are a beautiful thing to have in your life, no matter whether it's to do with spirituality, with financial goals, with Mm -hmm. career goals, whatever it might be seeing somebody else already achieving what it is that you want to step into, it does. It acts as an empowering, inspiring way for you to realize that it's possible for you. It allows your subconscious to see that, you know, you are worthy. You can 
create that life for yourself. So it is really important. One thing that I do want to say there though, is also recognize when you're being triggered by someone, because that is an opportunity for more growth. So if you are following someone fair enough, if they just don't vibe with you, they just don't vibe and that's fine. But if they are triggering a certain emotional reaction within you, firstly, ask yourself why, Mm -hmm. what is it that they are projecting or reflecting to me that I haven't yet healed that is making me feel this way. And this has been a really powerful practice for me um, to see, you know, different points of one right now. When you just said that, I was like, oh my God, download. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've had some really specific ones that I've seen that have really, you know, allowed me to turn within and to question why I feel triggered by that person. Yeah. And most of the time when you are triggered, it's something to do with yourself and not the other person. So like I said, sometimes you won't vibe with them. That's fine. But if you are really triggered, ask why, because Mm. that's like, like I said, an opportunity for more growth. Why is like the most important word. I think I ask why, like every day I'm like, why, why am I feeling like this? Why, 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 why? And it can be the most annoying thing, but it's like, so powerful, that reflection, that self-awareness and bringing yourself back to, okay, why are these thoughts and emotions coming up? I think I'm like, oh, but I'm thinking of one right now that I'm like, I'm going to have to journal on that after because I've probably been thinking about it for ages and I'm still following this person and they still trigger me. And I'm like, okay. So this morning when I was listening to your IGTV, you were speaking about your courses that are coming available next week. So can you tell me all about them? Because I want to know anyway, but just for everyone that's listening. So all about your courses and you do offer readings, don't you? But very rarely. Yeah. So at the moment I'm taking a break from readings, just energetically, they, they, they're a lot. And for me to feel like I am, you know, energetically serving the person in the right way, I want to be able to put my hundred percent energy into it. And I actually have a part-time day job as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So balancing that energy, I want to be in the right headspace when I offer reading. So I am taking a little break from those at the moment, but um, you know, if you are interested in in ever having one, follow me on Instagram, because that's generally where I'll update everyone first. But yeah, my courses that are launching next week, I'm so excited for, like so excited. This is probably my favorite offer that I've ever put out my favorite course, the most aligned course with my purpose. And there's two. So there is soul shadow, which is a group immersion into all things, shadow work and inner child healing. So it's literally a course to do the work, to really turn within, to see where your triggers lie, to see where your self-limiting beliefs lie and to really begin to question everything and to allow yourself to illuminate your darkness so that you can really grow and step into, you know, that connection with your soul and that connection with spirit. So that is a six week. That is going to be so powerful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, so that's a six week group immersion. And then I'm also, uh, launching mystic shadow, which gives you access to soul shadow, but it's a one-on-one immersion. So rather than being in a group setting, it's completely one-on-one, extremely focused on your specific shadows, your specific journey, you know, really alchemizing your darkness and focusing, um, you know, on, on your journey so far. So that is for people who are really ready to dive in and feel yeah. like they want that further guidance and that further support on their journey. Cause it is deep work, right? Like shadow work is very, very deep. So the, so mystic shadow is for, you know, people who are wanting that extra support. But like I said, you do get access to the group, group immersion with that. So that's what the two offers are, um, oh my God, which I'm really amazing. excited for. 
Yeah. I'm so excited too because I feel like shadow work, you spoke about it this morning and I was like, oh my God, because we had this on our um, agenda to talk about anyway. But I was over the last probably six to seven months, I've done so much shadow work, but I feel like I can't wait because I'm going to join one of your courses because I feel like I want that deeper, like so much more depth to my shadow work. I feel like I've done this, not just the superficial level, it's not the right word, but I've done the things that have come up for me, but I feel like there's still so much more to do. Yeah. Shadow work's one of those things where it's never ending. So, you know, my courses aren't a one-time quick fix and you're Mm -hmm. going to be healed and feel amazing afterwards. It's giving you the blueprint and the process for working through it on your own, but also feeling guided for when you first start or when you're going deeper because shadow work is everywhere. It's every self-limiting belief that we have. It's every thought that we try and repress. It's, you know, the childhood trauma that we try not to think about that's really holding us back from stepping into our purpose, from stepping into our connection and from stepping into our worth as well. It really lies everywhere. And it has, you know, it, it is linked to everything. It's linked to our financial mindset. It's linked to our career. It's linked to our relationships, our friendships, our family, everything. So we are constantly kind of being triggered by what we are perceiving and receiving from the world. And, you know, shadow work is the process of allowing yourself to dive into the discomfort and to see what is coming up for you. And, you know, for anyone listening, it sounds really uncomfortable and it is, it is, but what's on the other side is fulfillment. And it's, you know, stepping, like I said, stepping into your worth, it truly allows you to see that you are this beautiful, infinite being living this human experience and that you can achieve anything that you want and you can have all of your desires and, you know, you can live the life of your dreams. That's, that's what lies on the other side of shadow work, but you've got to do the work in order to get there. You can't just sit and dream and wish and hope that all of these things are going to come Yeah. Yeah. That frustrates me. (laughs) It's so funny because I, I was saying the other day because um, a lot of the people that I find, you know, they get readings and they want that guidance. It's all about like, you know, when are they going to fall in love or when are they going to get this career? And it's all about like using the law of attraction. And I do, I do love the law of attraction, but I don't think it's worded in the right way to empower people because I feel like it makes them pissed off. That thing that they're thinking about and they're imagining to have is not coming in. Well, it's not going to come in until you do the work behind it. And I think it's this whole disconnect by the whole middle part. Everyone either shows the amazing, like the amazing future you can have and like the crap feeling that you're in right now, but no one has that in between. Yeah. And that's what shadow work is. Like the law of attraction. Yes, it definitely works, but you've got to uncover your shit before you can call everything else in. Because if your energy isn't matching, then you're not going to be able to call those things in. And if you're not ready to call those things in as well, then the universe isn't going to deliver. You know, one of my favorite examples is myself with my financial mindset. Oh, You know, I have, I have huge financial goals that I want to call in, but if I was to be given a million dollars today, chances are it would be gone by next week because I would have no idea what to do with it because I haven't fully uncovered my shadow on managing my money and my worth behind receiving that amount of money. And so I would have no clue what to do with it. And it's so funny. That's why we so often see people that win the lottery and, you know, they end up bankrupt or with nothing left. It's because they haven't done the work to prepare themselves to call in that level of abundance. And that abundance doesn't just mean money. It means Mm -hmm. love. It means friendship. It means fulfillment within your career. So if you don't do the work and the steps to lead you up to that, when you receive that thing, you're Mm. going to lose it because you're not going to feel prepared. You're not going to feel worthy of receiving that thing. So shadow work is 
like the process that, you know, allows us to really uncover our truth and uncover our worth. So yeah, it is, it's that really important in between. And I almost guarantee that whenever you see someone talking about how they manifested something or, you know, if they teach manifestation, there is always going to be an element of shadow work to what they teach. And if there's not, then they probably shouldn't be teaching it Yes, because we really have to, we have to uncover our worth before Mm -hmm. we can call things in. So just keeping that in mind, you know, shadow work doesn't sound as glamorous as teaching manifestation, but that is what is going to allow you to do that. It is going to allow you to manifest. So remembering that that's like the in-between step to everything. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's, Mm -hmm. I've seen such a change in my own life. And I know that that is the work that it takes to call these things in. 100%. And I think, you know, with shadow work, I was saying this to one of um, a young girl that I gave a reading with last week. She was talking about how she feels so low and she's been trying to do a bit of um, work around inner child. And I said, every time so you go into your shadow work and you're unlocking these horrible sometimes it can be very traumatic in our wounds from your childhood right but every time you unlock one of those doors you're never going to be as low as you were in that one moment because you're going to up level a tiny little bit more and i feel like what people forget every time you open one more of those doors you're getting to a, a higher place of healing and a higher place of being able to be comfortable holding money and holding love and i think for me, I have huge financial wounds, the same as you, but I've also got big love wounds. That's taken me so long to now come to a place where I'm at a place where there's still a little bit more. I can feel there's a bit more of some shadow work I have to do, but I'm at a place where I'm comfortable. Whereas if it was to show its head now, I'd be like, okay, no worries. We can work through this where six Mm -hmm. months ago, there was absolutely no way. So when it comes to this manifest, like I always see on TikTok, you know, manifest the love of your life. And I'm like, oh my God, half these people that are trying to do this can't even, they wouldn't even be able to hold a relationship yet. And that's how I still feel. And I've done so much work. So just remembering every door you unlock is one step closer to that thing that you do eventually want to manifest, but you just have to be 100% ready for it. Mm, yeah. A hundred percent. And I love the imagery of the doors opening as well. Cause mm. another thing that I want to add is once you've opened that door, it's never going to close behind you again. Yes. You've I love opened that. it. So you Mm -hmm. can continue moving forward. That's the beautiful thing. Like you said, you're never going to be in a worse off position than you were before you opened that door because you're not going to turn around and go back. You know, you won't go backwards because you've unlocked that. If you've truly acknowledged, reflected and healed that part of your shadow, you're just going to continue to move forward. And yes, there will be different triggers that may, you know, bring a new part of that shadow up, but you're then going to have the process to move through that and to again, recognize it, heal it. So although, you know, you're moving forward, you've got to remember that those doors are never going to slam shut behind you. You're just going to continue going forward and you've got this clear path before you. So I love the imagery. I really like that. And you know what, the reason why I've had the doors in my head for so long is because I had a previous Um, very toxic relationship. And I thought for so long, I was like, oh, I've fully healed myself after this. You know, I've done this one bit of work. And this is when I was very like fresh and new to this kind of like, you know, inner knowing in this well-being process. And then every now and again, this someone else would come into my life, like another male person, and they would trigger me in a different way. And I was like, oh my God, what the, I've already done this. Like, I'm so confused. But now that I've changed my mindset, I kind of, in a way now, it sounds funny, but I kind of enjoy when those triggers come up because I know that I'm getting like one step close, like one more door is opening. And so I think it's also not resisting those doors that are shut. I think a lot of people resist them as well. Like they might just like, they might do this shadow work and they might go back, but they might not open every single door. And I think acknowledging you have to open every single door. 
you're eventually going to have to do it, you know? And I think it's so, it is so terrifying and I can totally acknowledge that, but the immense abundance and like that feeling when you know that you've opened that door, the key is gone, that door's never going to shut again is like the most overwhelming spiritual connection like I've ever felt in my life. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's so powerful. And like you said, unless you learn that lesson, unless you face that shadow of the universe is just going to keep throwing thing after thing after thing at you until it, you get to a place where you're so worn down. Yeah. We like, Oh shit. Okay. Like I, I will do the work now. And that's yeah. like what happened with me. Like, you know, I felt like things were thrown at me, but the, it was just the universe being like, pay attention. Like we're trying to help you learn here. We're trying to help you see this mm-hmm. lesson. And it's so beautiful because when you see that you really step out of the victim mentality in life yes. and you step into a very empowered place Yeah, and you know, you stop being like, why is this happening to me? Why does this keep happening? You know, why is this happened now? You know, that's a very victim place to be in and you step into it. What is this teaching me? Mm-hmm. Why does this keep coming up? What is it? that I am not learning? What is it that I am not processing? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's time for me to go be by myself for a while to really recognize why this is coming up, what this is trying to teach me. And you move through it and then you won't keep having all of these lessons thrown at you. And so you step into this, not only are you feeling empowered because you're getting to know yourself on a very deep level, you are living and creating this life where it doesn't get easier but you have a different perspective. So it seems easier because you've got the tools there to process things and you've got the strength within yourself and the empowerment within yourself to stand in your place and be like, okay, I'm going to face this head on because I know it's going to teach me something. Yes. That is the most empowering thing I've heard. You just have the tools. It's like, it's, and I, it's like that analogy, like, you know, your toolbox gets bigger every single time. So it's like, sometimes I think we get these little signs and we don't listen and then something big will happen because you're not listening. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, the universe spirit source is never wanting to punish us. Like no. it's n- that's never the purpose behind it. It's to no. learn. Yeah. And while in that moment it might feel like punishment, it's not. It's so that we can continue to learn these lessons. You know, it's my belief that we incarnate in lifetimes, in human lifetimes, until we have learned all that there is for us to learn, which can take thousands of lifetimes. And wow. after that, we then stop incarnating and we become a spirit guide. And the only way that we can really ascend to that is to learn everything while we're in these human experiences. So viewing in that, I feel like puts a very big perspective on it. I know that went quite deep from that story, but but it's um, so true. Yeah. And it's actually so interesting you say that, like that wording to me, I keep, whenever I um, have been pulling a card for myself recently, it's the same card. It's the same look at the bigger picture card. And I'm always like, oh, and that, what you've just said, I'm just like, you know, divine, you have like, sometimes you just, you need to just take a step back and just see things from the wider lens. Yeah. It's just insane. um, It's so powerful. And, you know, I used to subscribe to that, you know, the YOLO mentality, like you only live once, you know, you've only got one lifetime. Like, well, no, you don't. You've got (laughs) thousands. Like it's sweet. You know, whenever I'm getting stuck in like a really negative mindset, I'm like, it's fine. I'm just a soul. This is just this current incarnation. Like it's all good kind of thing. You know, it really gives you that comfort to be like, it's fine. Like this is just what I'm learning in this lifetime. And yeah, it feels pretty shitty right now, but you know, in however long, 
when I'm back being a soul in another dimension, does it really matter? Like, does it really matter? Does that person that beeped me or cut me off in the traffic, like, does it really matter? You know, it Mm -hmm. gives you that perspective to really zoom out and focus on what's important in this lifetime. Oh, it's so powerful. I just want to ask you something also. I feel like, um, and this might sound like a bit of a strange question, but how do you find and how do you navigate when you meet new people or you with your friends and they ask for certain advice? How do you navigate that being a light worker yourself? Mm, That's a really good question. I, it's funny, like, with my close friends, they obviously know what I do. I mean, a lot of people know what I do and the same yeah. with my family. They don't normally come to me for advice and I'm pretty funny with my guidelines around it. Like even my sister, who I'm very, very close with, like I would say yeah. my sister's probably my best friend. Um, you know, she asked me for a reading a few weeks ago and I'm like, I don't really want to give you one if I'm being honest because my ego gets in the way too much. Like my yeah. human mind gets in the way too much. I know them on too much of a personal level, you know, I know them too intimately to really be able to have that ability to zoom out. And it's so funny. I know a number of psychics that have the same kind of um, issues with that. You know, obviously if it's advice, I'm very, you know, platonic with what I give to them. And I'm also, I don't know if this comes into it, but like I'm a Libra son. So I'm very much like see both sides to a story. Yes. And I feel like that can really frustrate people sometimes. Um, yeah. I know it frustrates my partner a lot of the time because <laughs> I really like, I find both sides and I really analyze both sides. So I guess yeah. when people do come to me for advice, I'm more using like my human self and what I've learned in my self-development kind of process yeah. to answer those questions rather than giving them like a, like a psychic answer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like a guided answer. That's yeah. so true. Cause I found myself, um, recently, I guess a lot of people that I do surround myself with, a lot of them are spiritual and a lot of them aren't, aren't spiritual. And I find myself sometimes I've just recently learned when I first obviously got into this, we all have a spiritual ego that comes up at the start. And I found that it was draining me so much trying to guide my, some of my best friends that aren't overly into this spiritual realm on things. I'm like, Oh, you know, do this and meditate on this. And cause I was so excited about that in that moment. And I've now come mm. to the stage now where I just, it, I don't even let it drain my energy anymore. I just kind of imagine myself in a white light and I imagine myself as a non divine person when I'm in that it's hard to explain but I was just curious so I was like I hear it a lot like a lot of people who are divine really have to kind of protect their energy when they're around people so they're not being drained and I guess I haven't really conquered that yet because sometimes I still do leave social interactions feeling very drained yeah definitely um and just to touch on that as well the one thing that I have really learned and that I really struggled with at the beginning is to not you know, push what I do onto other people and push my practices onto other people, because if they're not ready to receive, it's going to fall on deaf ears, which is fine because everyone is on their own journey of learning and you're at different stages, which are all incredible. You know, no one's stage of their journey is better than anybody else's. We're all moving at our own pace. So, you know, really holding back from even though it's coming from a very loving place where you you're like, Hey, I learned this thing. Like, I really want you to do it now. If they're not ready, then you've just got to understand that they're not ready. And that's a boundary that they're setting with you. And that's a boundary that you've got to respect. Yes. So that's something that I've definitely learned. 
as for being, you know, like quite a highly sensitive person to this day, I still struggle in big groups, big social gatherings. You know, I've actually got something tonight that I have to go to and I'm like, Oh, like I really want to go because it's supporting my friend's business. But I also know that I'm going to come home feeling extremely tired. And so I'm just very wary around my energy and, you know, not pushing myself. If I know that I'm going to feel drained after something, I'll time limit for how long I go. Yes, I'll make an appearance to support my friends if that feels right, but I'm not going to stay for the whole thing. And I'll tell them that. My friends know that. They know that about me. They know that I get drained in social interactions. And so, you know, I'll, I'll set those boundaries for myself and it's funny with the little things, like the biggest thing that I struggle with is actually going to the grocery store and being around strangers. <laughs> yeah, I really struggle with that. So I listen to meditation music when I'm in there. I kind of just like put that on, put it very loud so I can't hear anything that's going yeah. around me. Mm-hmm. And I picture like this energetic circle, this energetic little bubble around myself right. so that people's energy can't penetrate And, you know, if I'm feeling where I'm not in a space, I've got the luxury of sending my partner to go do the groceries, which he does most weeks because he knows that I I don't really like going to do it. But that is kind of my process, meditation, music, or, you know, listening to a podcast, whatever it is that kind of takes your energy inwards and allows you to kind of focus inwards, do that. And Yeah. yeah, that would be my best piece of advice because it is very hard being a sensitive person who feels energy which we all do when we you know awaken to that yeah Um, and if you are someone that has awakened to that and you do feel that that's the best piece of advice that I can give and just to respect your respect your time and your energy and your friends will understand yeah at the beginning they might be a little bit confused why you've gone from like this super social butterfly that you know used to want to do all of the things to changing to this very sensitive energetic being who now has very strict boundaries of when and where they'll go and who they'll be around. So just honoring that and communicating with your friends and those that are closest to you as well. And just being honest, just saying this isn't serving. Yeah. You know, just say this isn't serving my energy. This is really draining me. I want to come. I want to see you. I want to support you, whatever it might be, whatever the situation is. Yeah but I'm going to leave it this time because yeah. that is how I'm going to honor myself. Mm-hmm. You know, please respect that. Mm-hmm. I'll respect you. I'll respect your time. Just yeah. be clear and communicate. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, like I think that was something that I struggled with at the start, but now it's totally fine. And my friends are always like, Oh my God, you're a different person, but you're so much more happier and you're so much more you like, you know, they can tell that I'm living my purpose now. So they absolutely love it. And I think definitely mm-hmm. in that interim when they're kind of, you know, navigating through it. Like it's everyone at work kind of, like I used to, I always hold crystals on me at work. It's just my thing that I always do. And because I work in such a highly, 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 highly strong environment, sometimes I leave work and I am transitioning to try to, you know, move out of that a little bit because it does drain a lot of my energy. And I feel like I don't have much on my days off to really then connect and to do what I'm really passionate about. But mm-hmm. my friends at the start were always like, why are you holding crystals in your pocket? And I was like, it's just my, it's just my thing now. And like, I tried explaining it to a few of them. They didn't vibe with it. And that's when I learned, no, that's their boundary. No worries. And now they just have this understanding of me now and they're totally respectful. And they're like, yep, no worries. That's your thing. And I'm like, yep, that's my thing. Yeah, that's right. Like you don't have to force these things onto other people, yeah. but as long as they respect you and that that is your thing, then just leave it at that. You don't have to explain 
everything to them. If they're not open to receiving, like I said, they're not going to. So just making sure that they're respecting your boundaries, you're respecting theirs by not pushing these things on you. Um, that's, that's the biggest lesson I think with other people when you're, when you're experiencing this. 100%. And I would just want to ask you one last question. What would you tell your younger self if you could go back? Oh, I think about this often because I often think about who I was as a child and I just think I was just so off with the fairies, like so off with the fairies. And I would just say honor that and don't, don't fit in with everybody else because who you are is beautiful and let yourself continue seeing the magic and things and feeling the magic. And if that means that you've got to do certain things on your own or you've got to spend a lot of time on your own, then just honor that. That would be the one thing and, you know, I don't regret anything because obviously everything happens for a reason and you learn everything, but I do wish yeah. that I had allowed myself to really stay tapped into the little magical side of me and that it hadn't taken me so long to reawaken that. That would be I what I would that. say. It is so powerful. And I think, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I have like a flash of spiritual beings having children one day or you know even them guiding like their nephews and nieces like my cousin is super spiritual but she's not having her own children and she's got her nephews and her nieces and it's just the beauty that gets channeled down through that and I just think it's the most powerful thing I just oh makes me so excited for future generations yeah it's so exciting I personally like don't want my own kids but I do have two nephews and there you go I'm so like that with them like very conscious of you yeah. know my eldest nephew right now, he's like, I want to be the next Michael Jordan. I'm like, you can be that if you want to be that. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, he can't really. Like, yes, he can. Why yes, can't he? Can. Like, don't say that to him. Don't limit him to what he can achieve in this life. Because if he wants to be the next Michael Jordan, you best believe that's what he's going to do in this he lifetime. He will be. Like, and, you yeah. know, with guidance, like with people like you around, give it 20 years, he'll be Michael Jordan. He'll be the new yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> so where can everyone find you? Tell us your details, tell us your Instagram and everything so everyone can come and find you with your new courses next week. And what day do you launch your new courses? Yeah. Amazing. So my courses, courses launch on the 29th of November. Okay. Um, so if you're wanting to sign up for those, the enrollment will only be open for three days. So make sure that if you are interested, you're jumping on that. I'm releasing heaps of info daily on my Instagram, which is yeah. at Missy. So M-I-S full stop S-E-A. There will also be some more information as of today um, on my website, which is spirituallysourced.com. 
Um, that is also the name of my podcast as well, Spiritually Sourced, but I'm most active on Instagram. So definitely go follow me on there. I do lives. I post every day. I'm very active on my stories. There's really good free content on my Instagram as oh, well. Like amazing. I'm just going to put that out there. If you guys aren't ready to take the next step of investing in your journey, then just, yeah. you know, absorb all of the free content that you can because it's there. You've just got to find it. You've just got to shift through it. And, you know, I really aim to provide as much free content as I can. Yeah. And honestly, everyone has to go follow you because I feel like even your energetic just guidance, like seeing you makes people think that they can achieve or they can anyway, but it makes you, for me, I guess it's like, cause you're one of my expanders. I feel like I'm like, Oh, I can, I can achieve anything. So it's like that kind of inner knowing that you're being supported by someone, even you, even though you're just seeing them on Instagram. It's amazing. No, oh, that means the world to me as well. Thank you. No worries. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I love it. I know. It. We'll, ha- we'll, we'll do it again soon for sure. Yes, definitely. We can amazing. do like a 2021 update. Yeah. 2021 update. Uh, we should do one after I finish your course. Yes, definitely. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Have the best rest of your day and thank you so much. Thank you, Angel. Bye. Bye.